on LOL Radio. We are very happy to be joined on the phone by Alice Fraser. Good afternoon to you. Hello, how are you? Fantastic. Thank you uh, very much for having a chat on LOL Radio tonight uh, because it is coming up to that time of the Melbourne International Comedy Festival and uh, I, I guess it's uh, fun times ahead. Yeah, well, it's, I'm in, in the process of building a show, which is always a terrifying and exciting process. <laughs> All at the same so time. Ideally, it'll hit the ground running in Melbourne. Excellent, because you've just come back from uh, the UK. Yeah, yeah, I spent a couple of months in London doing some writing work and doing stand-up over there, which is always fun. Yep. And uh, last year, you had uh, your solo show as well, which was, uh, I hear, a lot of fun. It was. It was called The Resistance, and it ended up being on ABC television yeah. and getting a lot of good stuff, which is always a nice piece of encouragement that I'm not you know, completely wasting my time. <laughs> well, you know, uh, start out small and then conquer the world. Or, <laughs> exactly. or in this case, build your own empire. <laughs> That's the plan. That's the plan. Take over the world one joke at a time. <laughs> so uh, do you uh, say so you're building the show. Is there a bit of a theme to it with, uh, with the title Empire? Yeah, so the, it's sort of the third in this series of shows that I've mm-hmm. been doing, uh, which includes Savage and the Resistance. And the Resistance, and Empire yep. is the trilogy. The closer. They're not. They're not exactly a trilogy, but yep. in my head, they're linked up. Yep. And Empire deals with power and quantum physics and Disney villains. <laughs> Excellent. Do you have a favourite <laughs> of the three shows? Oh, I was going to say Disney villain, but of the three shows as well, yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, no, I don't have a favourite of Disney villain. I love them all equally. Maybe Ursula, the yep. sea witch, because she's, uh, she's so cool and... Powerful and, and under the sea. She enjoys being powerful very mm-hmm. much. So your style of comedy um, is kind of uh, narrative, I guess, uh, you'd describe it. Yes, I tend to, to write shows that have a thread through them that kind of maybe give you more than just jokes, something to walk away from the show thinking thinking about. I try to I try to give my audience a really good experience with a lot of different things in it. Mm-hmm. So, which is my way of doing comedy, I guess. Yeah, well and everyone does have their their own unique style. Uh what is it that drew you to comedy? I think I like communicating, I like talking to people. Yep. And I realised pretty early on that very few people ever change their minds about anything or ever really take on board new ideas. Just watching the way that people behave, it's usually when they're laughing that they're the most open-minded. Yep. And so I love that process of, of you know, that feeling of having an idea is one of the best feelings in the world. You know, you just get an idea and it, it just feels feels wonderful. Inspiration or suddenly coming to a realisation or realising you were wrong about something, which is occasionally a thinking feeling, but yep. for the most part it's just a really wonderful, warm wash of, of feeling really good about your brain and comedy lets you give other people that feeling. You know, if they get a joke, they're getting the idea. The idea goes across and you see it in their minds and they laugh. And make that connection. And, and you can see it happening in front of you because they laugh. If they don't get the idea, they don't get the joke. Yes, yeah. I think so it's just these beautiful little moments of connection. That that would also come across. You had a, a TEDx talk that you did. Yes, I did, and yep. I wanted to talk about uh, jokes and the body and death and and all sorts of interesting things. It was when my mum was very sick yep. uh, towards the end of her life, and they brought me on as the comedian immediately after Curia Pitt. Oh, this incredibly inspiring, wonderful yep. woman. She was running an ultra marathon. 
and she got caught in a fire and burned very badly over her body. And she told this incredible, just heart-wrenching story about the process of coming to terms with her changed appearance and her changed abilities and and how, you know, people told her boyfriend that he should leave her because she yep. wasn't beautiful anymore and he said that she's still beautiful to me. And then, you know, just the audience is in tears and she goes, oh, well, you know, we need to think about the masks you wear and she walks off and, and then they just introduce me as a comedian. <laughs> oh, wow. And I was going to, I was about no pressure. To four minutes joke four minutes worth of jokes about body image. Oh. It was one of the most Harry. brutal because yep. I was so moved by her speech. Too. Yeah, was, there was meant to be like a video in between us, but mm-hmm. they forgot it, or they'd run out of time, or someone didn't, you know, someone switched up at some point. So I thought I'd have a few minutes to recover, yep. or at least to reset the audience. Yeah, but no, bang. People were still openly crying as they yes. came on the stage, oh. which was. <laughs> It was a, a really fun experience. Actually, I really enjoyed it. It's one of those, that. probably, yeah, the best of gigs, the worst of gigs, all in. <laughs> yeah, it was just not the audience you're normally given. Normally, the audience you're given are sort of up for comedy and in the mood. And it was an interesting process, kind of bringing them around both <laughs> to my jokes and to my serious points after that. Well, uh, can I turn your attention to the Cambridge Footlights, which you've been involved with? Yeah, I was in. I was at Cambridge doing my master's. Um, and because uh, you were a, a, a lawyer, is that right? Yeah, I, or studied was, law. The masters I did was in English and in oh, English, okay. actually. Yep. So persuasive speech. I wonder why that's still interesting. <laughs> but it was just a process. They they have these smokers every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Which are, they're called smokers, but what they are is just sort of sketch shows. Really, yep. they have a little bit of stand up sketches, and you you go in on the Tuesday and you pitch your. Ideas your sketch or your stand-up or whatever it is you want to do in that show. And I had a goal when I got there to be in every smoker. Yep. And uh, I managed it. So that was really, really lovely. Um, and it's so, it's, I mean, it's so daunting. There's some of the best comic minds in the world, people who are going to go on to, to be the best comedians in the world. And you've also got that incredible history sort of looming over you. I was going to say, because... Cleese and Mitchell yeah. Webb and Emma Thompson yep. and Ron Atkinson and <laughs> Tim Fry, who are already just going, oh... Like, I've treaded the same you, boards as you. <laughs> yeah, you're in this same club as these people. Which is a pretty amazing. daunting feeling. Yep. For, from that, would you say that some of your uh, stand-up has also incorporated some of the the time from there? I think it influenced my kind of stand-up approach. At that time, I still thought that I would you know, be a lawyer or an academic. Yep. I think it was formative in a way because it gave me access to a whole lot of different comedians and a whole lot of different styles and, you know, a really kind of maybe over-intelligent audience. Yep. So it made me willing to take more risks on that side of things. And I think until then I'd sort of stand up as a lowest common denominator. Yes, yep, yep. And, uh, you know, trying to come down to meet your drunk audience member who just wants to laugh. And after that I started thinking of it as a process of bringing my audience up with some really interesting (laughs) places. Uh, taking them places they wouldn't otherwise go rather than coming down and saying what we're all thinking. <laughs> and that is exactly what you're going to be doing uh, this Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Uh, yes. So your show kicks off the 30th of March. Yes, I'm so excited about it. <laughs> so it is called Empire and it is kind of your uh, your trilogy uh, closer or the follow-up to Savage and Resistance. Yes. Uh, so it, you'll be playing. It stands on its own. Yeah. It has some family resemblance. You don't necessarily need to have seen uh, previous shows to enjoy an Alice Fraser performance. Um, exactly. So, you're at the Chinese Museum. 
um, at the Chinese Museum. It's a new venue in Melbourne, so it's a completely untried proposition. It may, you know, it may be one of those places that no one can find. <laughs> Maybe one of those places that's kind of the new hub. That's I'm right. I think it's the latter rather than the former. Uh, but do come along and check it out. It's a really beautiful building. If nothing else, it's a really nice place. Yeah, you're down in the uh, the Jade Room. Yeah, so that should be amazing very exciting to me and uh, yeah playing out throughout the entire festival so do enjoy the show and good luck with it all thank you so much well thank you for having a chat today on lol my pleasure